Hey, hey, hey! Hey guys, sorry. Long time, no Clint. And uh, it always feels like anytime you got a shit, like really shit, and you're out and about, and some people, you know, I had a friend like this, well, he's still my friend, but you know, now he's like Casper, because he's been friendly ghost to me. <laughs> oh, you have my Snapchat, no pun intended, <laughs> ghost. Oh, Jesus, uh, I remember those energy drinks, I used to down those every time I do this podcast. Uh, well, that's when times were fun, and you weren't paranoid about the audio, maybe working or not working. Um, but it seems like every time you got a shit, and you know where I get the ghost at? Quick Trip. And this is kind of where this story stems from, ironically. I don't know if it's ironic, but uh, like Alanis Morissette would say, how ironic! Um, seems like any time you really got a shit where, you know, some people like the WAP. But when you start feeling the wag coming out of your tail, wet ass gas, <laughs> that's when you start feeling some trouble. Also, when you got a hole kind of right in the seam of your underwear. Maybe moral of the story is don't wear holes in your underwear where gas comes out. It's kind of like a gas nozzle, except a, a dreidel dreidel. Um, <laughs> I'm not religious. Why would I say that? Um, but it seems like every time you got a shit, Everything, a a ton of shit gets in the way of your shit. Like, I came home from dinner tonight, and I had the shit so fucking bad. I don't mean to be graphic here, but I think there's a relatable aspect to this. But I had a friend, as I was saying, that would not shit anywhere except home. And you know what? I used to think he was a bit overreactionary and stuff like that, but... You know, the more and more you get older, and the more you see and smell people's habits... Hygiene habits, toilet habits, bathroom habits. You see things in the bathroom. I just, I hate to break the news here. I'm just going to say 80% at least of dudes of the bathroom I go in, whether they pee or shit, do not even attempt to pretend to wash their hands. 80% don't wash their hands. And there's a 10% that puts the water on just for, you know, uh, I don't want to be, if there's someone else in there sometimes, us guys will just tap the water, you know, rinse it out a little bit. Pretend to put a little soap and then dry it and then wave the day goodbye. Um, that's real inside of what goes on in most men's bathrooms. Um, but it just seems like all this shit gets in the way. And older I get, the more and apprehensive I get from using public restrooms when I have to shit. And I was like, but this is one of those times where sometimes, man... I was like, you know what, Quick Trip, they always have someone cleaning in there. They always have someone keeping up to date with shit. They'll have one person doing 85 things at one time. Oh, you want to pump on 20 as they're putting out some hot dogs or throwing away some crusty buns? And boy, my buns were getting crusty from holding it in. Um, <laughs> that's not the dry rub you're looking for. Um, well, now I'm more into water wipes anyways. Which, you know, I, I, I feel like a baby now that I use water wipes. Like, I use dry... To wipe the shit out. And then it's just basically a run through after, you know, getting any leftovers. Um, even though I'm not really a big fan of leftovers. But hey, you know what? Sometimes you're trying to preserve your laundry when laundry is causing 20 bucks to fucking do laundry. Now I know why people just fucking get the shit in their place that they live in. Because this shit's fucking expensive. 
Especially if you're an active person that dirties clothes every fucking day and you have to wash every week. Like, shit's expensive. Um, moral of the story is pay the extra for the wash and dryer and wherever you live. It's always better and more convenient. But anyways, but I will say, those laundromats, man, they got some fucking like little, what is it called? Like little big giant. What is it? Iron Giant. Remember that movie? Iron Giant. Like some futuristic dryers. Like this shit's like as big as Iron Giant. It's like, I have like eight pairs of clothes. I don't need to spend six bucks to wash it. But I'll wash in like 28 minutes. But you know what? That's basically 25 cents a minute. That's like basically what I get paid when you do the math. Um, well, a little bit more, you know. The boys are uh, moving up in the world. Moving up the ranks. Um, but it just seems like every time when you got a shit, something is getting in the way. So I go inside this quick trip because I have to get gas anyways and pass it. Um, and I'm just passing through. And as I'm walking, I see on one of the bathrooms, they have all this tape around it. Like these caution tape, like these out of order. And I'm like, please tell me this first one's the woman's. But as we know, men are always come first. Um, <laughs> oh, that's that, that's actually true for a lot of things. But men always come first in the pecking order in this type of thing. And of course, the first bathroom was the men's with all the caution tape. And I'm like, a fucking course. And I'm not going to lie, for a second, I thought with the fluidity of the world, I thought I might just walk into the woman's bathroom and just shit. I'm going to be in the stall. Like, what's the big deal? If I go into the stall and I shit, you're not seeing me. It's gonna, it may sound different than the other woman that shit, I would assume. But, I hey, look. Some some woman out here, I know they can shit some bricks. I, I know they be free-flowing. I, like, I would like to do an open survey with women of what actually like you hear in a woman's bathroom. Because it, it's atrocious what you hear in a men's bathroom. But in a woman's bathroom, I'm sure it's slightly different. But I'm pretty sure it smells a lot worse for different reasons. Um, especially if you have the little trash can for the stuff. Um, <laughs> always. See what I did there. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, which I don't know why you would do that in a quick trip. But anyways. Um, well, I guess, you know, time of the month doesn't discriminate. Um, but... You know, anyways, uh, keep bleeding. And so it just seems like, I guess my conclusion is sometimes shit just gets in the way. And it always just seems when you need to accomplish this one thing the most, life is just throwing wrenches in the way. It's just, it's just putting dividers in the way. And I got to say, one thing I will give certain public restrooms, really just quick trip. And for men's bathrooms, there's two type of situations in men's bathrooms. Most men's bathrooms have two urinals. And there's a divider. Typically, this divider is basically a sheet of paper in between you. And it's always awkward when you have a six foot five dude. And you're just a regular old six foot dude, even though that's till taller than the average male. And... But there's some six foot five dude that you know all he does is have to look down and voila, it's all there for you, man. It's all for you. Um, you don't even have to see it at the corner of your eye. And or 
as I came across recently, the first time I've ever come across this was a literal great big wall of China in between me, in between the urinals. Like I couldn't even see the ceiling of the next urinal. And I was like, it feels like more I'm in like a Planet Fitness shower, to be honest. And it was really steamy in there. Um, I don't know why it'd be steamy, but it was kind of misty. And I guess I was mystified. What? What? Um, <laughs> but yeah, my these fucking urinals are getting so advanced. And I couldn't even take a shit. And yeah. A little wag and no wop tonight. But yeah, welcome to episode fill in the blank because I'm going to say this is episode 177 because I tried to record episode 177 three weeks ago, but 90% or like 70% of the audio wasn't even feasible. So I couldn't even put out the episode and I've been so discouraged about figuring out this audio shit that I was just like, I need to figure it out. But I think I figured it out. I did a bunch of sound checks before consecutively. It should be all right. But welcome to episode 177, the Offbeat Podcast. Um, I'm your host, Clint Nelson. Don't forget to like, follow, comment, subscribe. But ladies and gentlemen, the greatest tagline of the show. Don't forget to suck some titties. Uh, the boy's back. Um, there was an observation also I made a couple days ago that really gave me the urge to get in front of a microphone and kind of speak my mind about something I saw because it really it really threw me off and this is 100% true story no embellishment I was behind like a Hyundai Sonata van sedan 4WD in the back with a hitchhike thing that they're probably never going to use and on the back they had this sticker and it said equality but it didn't just say equality within the letters of equality it had different symbols, right? So, as you may expect, talking about quality, there was like a little pink baby signal for, you know, I guess transgenderism. It was part of the T part, the second to last letter. I don't know, it was something like reverse trans pans. I don't know, bam, wham, thank you, ma'am. And I don't know, maybe we could get its equal equality abortion. I don't know. Like, I honestly don't know. But all the signals were kind of like, okay, I know what this is leading to. Cool. But then there was one that kind of stuck out to me that really, like, really fucked with me for like an hour. I legitimately, as I was driving and I went to the gym and literally for like the first half of my work, I'm sitting there. What the fuck does that have to do with equality? But part of the queue, there was a handicap symbol. Like a handicap, like someone has the parking, like the handicap parking signal, you know. The blue signal with the wheelchair symbol. And I'm sitting, thinking, when have people in wheelchairs ever been discriminated against? Like, I've been more discriminated against than people in wheelchairs for a lot of things. And I'm I'm honestly curious, when did a disability make you feel discriminated against. One of that nature. And I've not been the same since. Now I know what it's like to be 
unequal in society, I guess. Um, just rolling through. Um, <laughs> it actually reminded me of the game Happy Wheels. It was this like nice little computer game we played in sixth and seventh grade where a guy in a wheelchair is going down this mountain, but you had to like dodge shit or whatever. It was very graphic for some that you could play in the computer lab. Um, on a school server, where ah, this game's not blocked. You know why have math for kids and cool math when you play Happy Wheels and fucking legs decapitating, arms decapitating, and I mean, I I think it was equal representation. It's like not only people that are full fledged can hike down a mountain and fly down and respawn, but. 80-year-old guys in wheelchairs can too. So, I don't know where this quality sticker... And what the fuck did someone in a wheelchair have to do with equality? Let's stop dragging everything into equality. Like, being in a wheelchair had nothing to do with equality. Now, maybe your medical bills are not equal. Because you got a lot of catering to do. But you also get the best parking. Um... And I'm very, and I'm, I've been a very big advocate. I've talked about on this show where I've seen people park in fire lanes or in places that handicapped people should be reserved for, and they take it, and I go off on them. So I am a handicapped supporter. But you certainly aren't unequal. You certainly are not really discriminated against. Now, people on bikes, I was actually there, I was a. Uh, I was at work, and on my break, they had, like, this Atlanta News First. Well, just expose where I live. But Atlanta News First. uh, And there was a story where these group of bikers, every other week, apparently they have the Bikers Union. Look, I've made it. I remember I did an episode about cyclists occupying the lanes and stuff, and it really irritated the fuck out of me. And, yes, they do. I would never hit one. Would I ever think about giving the old taparoo if they're being negligent and just doing it on purpose to piss people off? Eh. But of course I wouldn't do it. But of course you think about it. Sometimes you want to like, hey. Now those are people that are treated with such godly fucking, such godly privilege. All because they want to do something that is unnecessary and slower. And occupy busy fucking roads. But I would still never do anything like that. But I saw a video. And these group of bikers were kind of just... They were in these huddle groups just occupying a road to the point where people couldn't even reasonably go around. Right? And I guess this one person in this Toyota Camry was like, You know what? Not only am I going to find a way to go around you, I'm going to make sure who's ever leading this pack of wolves feels my wrath. And gets sideswiped. And sure enough... They went around, they got the front of his tire, the dude fell down, and he really only left with like severe bruises and road rash and all that shit. But the thing is with the video is there's this outcry like, oh, 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 that's so horrific. And then they did like an interview with the person who's in charge of these gatherings for the bikers union. I'm talking about bicyclists, by the way. And he's saying, like, look, and I'll give this guy acknowledgement. At least he acknowledged that, like, hey, we understand that sometimes we slow down traffic a little. 
And out loud when he said it, I said, a little? Um, but at least there's some self-awareness. He's like, look, we understand. We we try to do our best, you know, to not stop traffic that much. We we really do. It's just sometimes, you know, it's hard to get that many. And like, you know what? I under I always appreciate truth and rationale and self-awareness, even if I still like I hate you guys. But you know what? I respect the self-awareness. Because there's some bikers you probably talk to, they they honestly feel like they are a god. They honestly feel like they should be treated like Judas and the Messiah on the road, and everyone should just bow down to them. Like, and it's like, do you not know your position here? Like, you're. It would be like a little. It would be like a domestic cat going into the Amazon. And because it is the most vulnerable creature in, as I'm staring at the cat that lives with me. Sorry, Nala. Um, <laughs> she's looking at me like, don't put me in the Amazon. It's like, eh, I'll ship you for 15 bucks, Prime, baby. Um, <laughs> uh, try to fucking hiss at me. Like, fuck you. Um, all you do is shit and spread your cat litter, dribblings all over the place. Um, but, you know, tidy cat. Um, she's a tidy, tidy cat, and boy, I do need some tidy cat. <laughs> That's a sex joke. Scoop, scoop. Um, <laughs> like the Raisin Bran commercial. <laughs> All I can think about is the Raisin Bran box with the raisins. Oh, Clint, you're raising hell on this. All right. I'm just raising the brand up. All right, Clint. <laughs> Who knows? I like raisins. I- I've never understood the appeal of raisins in a small box. Like, I've never been like, ah, for a snack, you know what? I could have fruit gushers or these dry-ass berry-looking things. I think they're actually dry grapes. They're just dehydrated, shrink balls, grapes. They're basically like, if if t- if pterodactyls, like little pterodactyls that are in the land before time actually exist in real life, those are probably the size of their ball sacks when it was, you know, they got up there in age or a little chilly outside. And apparently... We used to live in the Ice Age, but somehow these dinosaurs were able to live in the Ice Age. So I'm sure the testicles are small all the time. But, yeah. That would be like the cat going into the jungle and wild. And be like, uh, hey, you're supposed to go around me. I'm the one walking down here. And you just have these fucking gorillas. You have, you know, chimpanzees. You got these anaconda barracudas. Just walking around like, oh shit, watch out. This six pound filet mignon looking cat. I don't know cat brand. Like, I don't know cat species. Like, I know black cats, orange cats, mixed cats, biracial cats. And, you know, they do get treated different society. Now that's a real different thing of equality. Um, but yeah. And I was and I was watching the video and like most people in the break room had a thought about it like people just say stuff out loud and they and someone was like oh you know bikers are people too and I was like and most of the people in the room were like no one said they weren't people we just said they're stupid for doing what they're trying to do and then surprised when someone in a car who you don't know how someone's attitude's gonna be that day. And pissed off and you guys do things to kind of irritate and stop people from commuting to where they're going unnecessarily. 
because you guys just don't want to get on an exercise bike or go to a fucking park to get your shit off. It's like, honestly, I think a lot of them get off more on the fact that the world has to kind of revolve around them and other people have to kind of concede to them and kind of um, work around them. Because I've never met a single... I'm going to be honest. I, I'm trying to... I don't think I've ever met a dude that bikes like that. And is a dude that would be respected if he walks in with a presence about him. I'm not saying he can't bike. But we're talking about bikers that do these 20, 30 mile... Like, there's a certain personality type and ego to that. That... Is typically unwarranted, but they put themselves in a position where if people don't kind of concede to what they're doing, then they're kind of, then they're deemed as a dickhead, ignoring the fact of what caused the dickhead to respond to a dickhead is just one was more blatant in their reaction than the person that caused it. And really, now that I think about it, the biker is actually gaslighting the people that are sideswiping them. Yeah. I know this sounds fucked up. It's like if you it's like if someone walked into your house and shot you in the face. Like if someone walked in that door right now while I'm doing this podcast and shot me in the face. It would be like them blaming me for them breaking into my home and stealing my shit and shooting me in the face. But what may have been left out is, yeah, I fucked that dude's bitch five times this week. I moved in a month and a half ago, and I fucked his bitch five times. And guess what? They're going to leave that part out because you know what happened? Oh, a young man just trying to make it out here, striving and thriving, busting and thrusting. Lost his life at such a young age. He had his whole life ahead of him. And that's the problem. Her, his girl had a lot of, a lot of head to her, um, a lot ahead of, of her too, because we were gonna move away to Aruba, and Natalie Holloway. Um, but don't leave that out. All they're gonna focus on is this was just a man being a self entrepreneur, trying to make a name for himself out there. So these bikers, I feel I like in that aspect, I feel for them. Because it's, it's, it's kind of like they could play victim in a situation when what's being ignored is the reason why a situation's happening behind them is because they created the situation that's happening behind them. It's like the saying, wherever you go, there you are. And wherever they go, a lot of people are always pissed. You tell me that's coincidence? Eh, that actually kind of wrong. It's not a coincidence that that's a coincidence. It makes the most sense in the world. I don't know. But it's just funny how people like have this immediate like, oh, like there's such empathetic feeling towards bikers. When I've, I, I'm not, I, I don't like that this dude kind of got sideswiped. But if I was in that biker group and I got sideswiped, I'd be like, yeah, I see how this happened. I would be. I would take account. Be like, you know what? He, I probably had it coming. I would take account. Like, if you if you put yourself in position to be disliked, 
dislikable things are going to happen to you. That's just the reality of life. You can't just stop the world from turning, you know, figuratively speaking. You can't just stop people from making life unnecessarily more difficult than already is on them. And then be mad when they're mad at you for doing that. Like, it's it's a lot going out on here. And, like, my fucking apartment complex. I don't care. I'll put them on blast. They're the most incompetent people I've ever met in my life. That wasn't really a good transition. But, you know, I just thought I'd say some shit. I've asked for a fucking mail key that I don't even have an address. <laughs> I don't even know why I'm getting... Like, I don't even have an address. I don't even have my mailing address switched to... The, to my mailbox yet, but it's the principle. I pay for mail. I pay for the box. Technically, a part of my rent thing. They also charge twenty bucks for recreation. Your recreation is dirty ass slides that are literally blocked off half the time because they've been under construction in a gym area where the door doesn't even work. So, what am I paying for? What are you paying for? Um. But I'm also paying a small little fee for this mailbox just to have the mailbox. And whether I use it or not, you're going to charge me. (laughs) I've been asked for this key for a month and a half since I've lived here. You know what the boy hasn't gotten? A key. I've asked to have things looked at in my apartment complex and kind of tuned up and fixed. You know what hasn't happened? That. I went to ask a simple question of, hey... There's this utility email I got that says, hey, I need to pay 32 bucks by February 1st. So I go up to the front office saying like, hey, it says that we don't have the option on the website due to this community to pay online. You have to contact your leasing office to supplement a plan there, which I didn't even know I had a utility bill. I thought it was all included, but whatever. It's 32 bucks. Get out of the way. Even though you're charging me a $10 fee to create an account on a website that I can't even create the account on and pay for online. So why am I paying an extra 10 bucks for a creating account fee? When do you have to pay a fee to create an account that I'm about to pay you anyways? Makes no goddamn sense. But, so I go to the leasing office and I ask the woman at the leasing office, hey, I pulled up the email, very straightforward, broke it down to her, be like, hey, so is this something? How do I pay this bill? You know what she does? She pulls up my rent charges. And as we're looking at my rent charges that I already looked at on my website, off my account, she breaks it down and I said, yes. But as I'm looking at this list, none of these things on this list are on this list. So it's obviously a separate thing or otherwise they wouldn't have sent me a separate email from a separate account, a separate website, a separate company to pay something that isn't part of this checklist. Because I've already looked over it multiple times. (coughs) And she said, well, it should all be included in here. I said, oh, it should be. Okay. Well, since it should be, let's say hypothetically it becomes, I don't know, February 3rd, two days after. And they say, hey, you never paid your uh, utility bill. Be like, oh, really? Well, it should be because I paid the bill that they said the bill would be on. 
So, like Destiny's Child, bills, bills, bills. Um, it was all just Destiny. Um, <laughs> but it, it's just amazing to me. The incompetence of people in charge of thousands of dollars at a time with each resident at a place. And the people they have in charge don't even know how to take all your fucking money. I'm telling you to take my money. And you guys are like, nah, we're not sure. And I'm like, oh, really? Well, guess what? I don't really feel like it. All right. It's just amazing me, the, the, the incompetence. And I don't like calling people incompetent at the job, the things I'm not familiar with. But I've lived in enough places where when they are telling you they want to take your money and need to take extra money that really you don't need to be charged, they will tell you exactly how they want to take your money. Oh, do a cashier's check. Oh, go on this. Oh, please pay away. They're like, eh. And the fact that you guys are so incompetent that not even take money that, honestly, I probably shouldn't even have to pay. It makes me question. Why does everyone have a job? Does Are there actually people in society that should not have a job? Because, look... <laughs> I know this is going to sound a lot worse than this, but not everyone should be given the opportunity to make a living because not everyone even tries to look at everything in their job to maintain a level of competency at it. And this is why I don't think I could ever like run a business that involves employees actually performing their job to keep Stuff I would probably be one of those over meddling, over controlling, because I would be like, "Who the fuck did I hire?" <coughs> if I were to be like an undercover resident, like if I was like a boss, but I did like an undercover boss show, and let's say I owned an apartment complex, and I pretended to be I don't know, Joe Joe Delaney coming in, and I'm like, "Hey, you know what? I'm looking." At some places around the area. I kind of, I'm thinking I want to move into an apartment. Can I see some options you guys have here? And you're like, mm, well, we don't really do tours. We don't really like to show places. But you can apply. You can put an application for a place that you've never seen before. But invest thousands of dollars a month into. If you really want to show us that you're really serious. We got to take like, I don't know. $75 of yours first. And that ain't even guarantee you'll be approved or not. But then once you get approved, oh, so okay, so if I'm approved, can I actually like see the place that I might be moving in? They're like, well, actually, we don't really have any available to look at because we're still, you know, renovating it. We're still doing the maintenance stuff and making sure it's up to date. So when you do move in, it's like, okay, so the day before I actually sign the lease, can I, I actually, you can't really do that, but we'll have it ready the day of. And then you go there the day of and they're like, hey, actually, um, we don't really have time to, but you know what? Just sign this lease and everything's taken care of. So you sign the lease and then you move in and you realize all the stuff that they said they would make sure is up to date, clean. You know what wasn't? Any of the stuff they said. 
But if I was an undercover boss and happened to be a person looking for an apartment complex, I would be very disappointed in the fact that, hey, I can't even look at a place like you can't sp- like I'm paying you to give people tours of places that they could barely afford and will probably have to move out after five months because they get laid off from the job and can't afford it and they'll just ghost it anyways. But we can at least take four months of their salary. It's really not that hard. And you can't even do that for me while I'm overpaying you. This is why no one gets commission. This is why you work at the leasing office instead of the real estate office where you could get commission. If I was a real estate agent, I would be on the road all day just showing people tours of places that they can't afford. That's all I'd be doing. I would contribute to the next housing crisis and not feel a single ounce of guilt from it. Obviously, I wouldn't because, you know, I'm not a big believer in owning homes. Well, I am a believer in it, but not until you can actually afford it. And if you can't afford it, probably don't own one. But I also don't want to waste money renting the rest of my life because then you have to deal with this shit. But neither here nor there. But yeah, good times. Mm. More of the story is I can never be... I'll have a hard time being an owner to something that requires competency and employees because I just don't think people take the idea of having a job with enough respect and dignity, whether you love the job or you don't. It, I, I'm a believer that it is a privilege to get paid to do something because you have the choice to take a job and you have the choice to accept the pay. You have a choice to either continue working there or quit anytime. So if you make a choice to work somewhere, the very least you can do is show up and kind of try to do what you're supposed to do. And if I was directly paying someone that, I would take that personal. I would take that very personal. And I would take it and I, I, would, I, I, I would probably be so easy to fire people. I, I know I'm a very nice guy and I'm very... I'm very mindful of people's life situations, but I would fire someone in a second if they were very lazy on the job like that. Or like something like that, like I'm not talking about you're just slacking in dead time. Like I'm talking about your job is to show people shit so we can sell them shit. And if you're not doing that, what the fuck am I paying you for? It's just fascinating to me. How lazy, how lazy we got. Oh, we'll show you a computer virtual tour. Oh, really? I'll just show you a virtual sex tape. You know what? It's not, it's not the real thing. My dick looks a whole lot different in 4K than it does in your mouth. Okay, sorry. Sorry for the kids. Um, but moral of the story is, yeah, um, I fucking hate these apartment complexes. And maybe that's why people... Or maybe that's the real motivation of not wanting to rent anymore. Like, you know what? I'd rather just buy and be in the next 40 years in debt than to have to deal with, with, with these people. But I don't know. Because I have to pay for my own power anyways. Like, Jesus. You guys can't even hook that shit up for me. <sighs> but, hey. You know what? Good times. Oh, uh, Jesus. Yeah. Whew. Got some stuff off my chest. Uh, 
I am excited to kind of just starting to get back in the swing of things. I actually I start working. I may start having three days off a week now. And the only reason why that's important is because I'll actually have off day scheduled to specifically do this and specifically work on my other stuff and specifically actually have a life. And I think that's very, very great. Um, and it's just very, you know, it's very nice to kind of feel back in the swing of things. Uh, eyes closed, just swinging. Same city, same friends, if you're looking for me. Uh, but yeah, Robin Thicke is making a comeback. By that, I mean, like, have you ever heard a song where, because obviously music in current modern day whatever the fuck that means we'll just say music made in the past five years you can tell it's been made in the past five years there's simply a sound to genres of music and what it sounds like and there was this robin thick song it's called take me higher you know sometimes you're listening to a daily mix on spotify or whatever and most of the time it's songs you've listened to before and it throws it but sometimes they'll throw a few daggers in there and the song, I was like, oh, another Robin Thicke, like, song that I haven't heard of before. And I was like, man, man, I, this is like, it must be a deep cut from, like, the Search for Everything album. Or, like, from his Magic album, you know? And this song is literally from 2021. Or 2022, actually. It was literally made, like, a year or so ago. But it sounds like a song... That's made of like the mid 2000s with the soul in it. Like it felt like actual instrumentation, actual thought. Like it sounded like somewhere all the musicians that made it were actually in a room together making it. And it had a lot of soul. It felt like very church, but very like still like soulful music, like in the Robin Thicke style. I'm coming, baby. I hear your tone. But it's just amazing sometimes, like, man, like, there, it just goes to show that there is still a possibility, like, there is still, it's still a thing that you can make music that actually sounds like music, per se. I sound like such an old head, but, like, you can actually make music that actually, like, oh, this this feels like real music, if that makes sense. It feels alive, like, it feels like something you would enjoy if it was played live for you. And then I think the issue with a lot of songs you listen on the radio, like that Steve Lacey song, like that song would be annoying as fuck to hear live. I don't even like the song anyways, to be honest. But that song would sound, I, I would be so annoyed listening to that song. Because he's a, uh, bop, bop, be you, my dear. It's like, oh God. And then now what they're doing a lot is they're, Making, they're just doing rip-off samples, like Tyga, Jaina, Ioko, and someone and someone else did a basically a flip sample off the song "Sunshine," and it is literally one no one asked for it, and two is the most horrendous fucking thing ever because one Tyga is you know, eh, not it. He hasn't had like to me. He hasn't had like a really decent verse since the Young Money days, um, and really just bedrock. If we're gonna be honest about it, I'm not saying he's trash per se, but not my cup of tea. 
and they had him on the song and half of the lyrics are kind of similar <laughs> to the original but it's not and they changed the chorus from Jane Ioko and then the beat is all like weird like it doesn't have the same loving feeling as Sunshine did with Le- what was her name Leia and Lil Flip um and it's just like why we do, like this, like there's two contrasts. There's the Robin thing take me where it's like, man, this is like real. And then there's that lazy, we're gonna do a sample flip, and it's not even remotely interesting. It's ten times worse and lazy. And it goes to show that lazy music and music like that, it just goes to show that it's a choice to make that. Like this isn't just some like, oh, like people in the industry don't know how to make good instrumentals. People don't know how to make good music. People stop like having that feel and doing, oh, they're only doing what work in mainstream. It's like, because that Robin Thicke song is 20 times better than most of the modern music that is getting 100 million plays on Spotify, to be honest. And I know music's objective, subjective, but it's like that song is not going to get nearly as many plays as his like five biggest hits of Lost Without You, Can You Believe, Magic, Bird Lines, even though I don't really care for that song, and a few other songs, but that song is one of the better ones he's ever done, and it's probably just going to be like a median song, like from a popularity standpoint, but the song is objectively like any person can listen to instrumental and just the feeling of it, and it's going to make you feel something, where a lot of modern music and current popular music doesn't, and like the Billie Eilish's, I, I personally don't get it. The Olivia Rodrigo's, I don't get it, because it just seems very basic, bland. Uh, there's certainly a style to me. Olivia Rodrigo is a whole. It's not really a whole lot different than Machine Gun Kelly when he does the pop punk stuff. <laughs> and I actually like the Machine Gun Kelly, like when he does kind of the pop punk stuff. But I would never say it's like oh the greatest thing. But to me, it's really no different. Olivia Rodrigo, what she does, no different than that. And what Steve Lacey did with the previous song. Kind of similar. It's kind of like lazy vocals. It's very like, they're more focused on the consonants, the vowels, and how they're speaking than what they're actually saying. And it's very like, you could fill in the blank and put any lyrics in there, and the song's going to sound the same with the instrumentals. So, I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, I think that's going to be it for today's podcast because I'm honestly worried the audio, I hope the audio picked up all of this because I want to at least feel good about going forward doing this podcast and not be in a panic mode every fucking time. But yeah, that was episode 177-ish of the Off and Beat podcast. Uh, don't forget to like, follow, comment, subscribe, but most important, ladies and gentlemen, Don't forget to suck some titties. And I was sitting down this whole episode, so should have been a whole lot of movement. All right, guys. Have a great day. I can be your sunshine.